So a fantastic regular season is over and the playoffs are about to begin. Here's Double Clutch's season mix from the year so far. What's up, Dwight? You know, how you doing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, I'm just happy. <laughs> and he would say, hey, man, yo, 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 listen, yo. You know, LA is happy to have you. You know, you're part of the team now, you know. You know, and... um. You know, we're looking forward to, you know, getting this, getting this ring, man, you know. You know, I'm happy for you, man. It's, it's all over with, you know. I'm happy for you, you know, so. <laughs> Lillard for the win. Yes! <laughs> it had been a quiet half for Damian Lillard on this night we thought was going to be a battle of the rookies, but he comes up with the biggest shot of the night. And they're saying, don't go away. We've got to review it. Here's Crawford. He'll shoot. Crawford. Dagger! Jordan Crawford with the dagger of the year. And the Wizards hang on for a 98-95 win. Kobe drives. Kobe on the way. Ducks it home. Kobe Bryant. Sensational. Drive slam. Everybody, even the Nets fans are on their feet. Look out. And the Lakers leave 82-80. Sizing up Anderson, long three. The ball, Kyrie Irving. I cannot believe you've done it again. Wade from behind takes it away. Chalmers, hold. Dang! Whoa! Smith puts it up for the win. It's gone! It's gone! J.R. Smith nails the jumper, and the Knicks beat the Bobcats here in Charlotte. Four seconds left. Double overtime. Nets looking for the win. Johnson the step back. He buries it! Joe Johnson! Oh my goodness! He wins it in double overtime! Allen for three. Deserve an ovation from the fans here at the Staples Center. Howard for three. Oh, Howard knocks down the three-pointer. It's his first attempt and only the second three-pointer of his career. And look at this. A crazy fan has run out onto the court. And Mark Cuban saying he hates the Spurs on the record. Oh, I, I don't think that's true. I really don't think that's true. That's exaggeration. I think that if he hated us that much, he wouldn't have that good barbecue in our locker room after the games. <laughs> it's Parker good! A cold-blooded game-winning shot by Parker to beat the defending Western Conference champions. Curry off the screen, got enough room. Again, butter. Steph Curry, his 11th three of the night. Who's the one guy who has the third question, isn't it? Did you just get two? My bad. <laughs> Jump for three. Yes, sir. They lead. They lead. 2.9 to go. Rajon Rondo was diagnosed with an ACL tear about midway through this game. You will now move forward without your point guard. How do you absorb that loss? I don't know. We just got to rally around each other. This is the most important time for the city of New York to come together as one and help rebuild this city back up. So thank you, go New York.
Jerry Rose hadn't played all season due to that torn ACL. He has been cleared to play by the team since March 9th, but he's not mentally ready, and he says physically still still not there. So here is the burning question for the Chicago hot button. Will Derrick Rose's rep take a hit if he doesn't return this season? James steps into a jumper and rattles it in. LeBron James. In the end, LeBron James is the best player in the world. And there is simply no answer for this guy and what he and what he can do. I think the only thing that can stop the Heat is what almost stopped him yesterday, an injury to LeBron James. So this isn't the last game that we'll see him Really? Well, no, you're I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. Really? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to... It's appropriate that you ask that question from down there. Thank you, Kobe. That's Kobe Bryant, guys. Back. On Monday, we lost what we all know to be the greatest owner in sports ever. He was a brilliant, incredible owner, but he was even a better person with a great heart. His vision has transcended the game, and we are all, all spoiled by his vision and by his drive to win year after year after year. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Can you dig it? Hello and welcome to the Double Clutch Podcast, a UK-based podcast for the UK fans. And uh, a little different today, I'm Frankie Hobbs from HoopsHabit.com. You may have heard me on a few of the podcasts before. And I'm joined by Matt. Hello, this is weird. I'm not the host for once. This is this is odd. Something cool's going on. But this is a good thing, ultimately, because if we want to get playoff shows out, then this means you could probably host a show all by your onesome with someone else yeah, and you know, definitely. stick it all out and I'll just edit it and sit in the background and we can pop out regular shows and ultimately because the whole idea is for next season if we're still doing this is to you know get shows out every week and it will be easier if we have multiple people who who can host and are capable of editing and things like that so that this this is a good thing that is starting here and you get to host the first ever double clutch playoff podcast definitely it's an honor and um well we'll just touch on the uh like the uh games which ended the regular season to get us to the playoffs, in which the uh, Lakers beat the Rockets in overtime. to uh, sec- Somehow, <laughs> somehow beat the Rockets in overtime, I think. The, is, uh, is the they've secured the seventh seed now as they're the tiebreaker of the Rockets. So um, what does it really mean for the uh, playoff picture? I think last night's games were pretty huge in general. I don't think there's been a big final night like that in a, in a long while. I mean, there were teams that were looking to increase their seedings. I mean, even the Clippers were fighting for home court advantage. They didn't definitely know whether they were going to get it. But um, the Lakers moving up to seventh seed as a Lakers fan, I think is huge. That is it's absolutely massive. It now means that the Lakers could possibly go through the first round of the playoffs and maybe, who knows, touch, touch in the sky here, but maybe go even further and, dare I say, possibly a Western Conference Finals matchup because... Even then, if they do get past the San Antonio Spurs, they 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 have a chance of facing either the Nuggets or the Warriors. And um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against the Lakers beating the Warriors if um, if they met in the uh, in round two. But I think Utah gave up last night. I think they were pretty mm, poor. Memphis absolutely battered them. Zebo was 
Wouldn't he have 24 points or something? He, he was crashing the boards as well. He was all over them. But I give credit to the Rockets, man. They came out absolutely fiery. I thought they were going to run away with it. I think they had a 10-point lead at one point. I only watched the, uh, the, the game on League Pass. And... Um, I saw the condensed version because that's quite cool. They do like a condensed mm. version of every game. So if you can't spend two hours or whatever it is watching the whole game, you can just watch that. And um, Chandler Parsons came up huge with a couple of seconds ago. I think it was no time on the clock. He put up that three after um, Jody Meeks knocked away the ball. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it went in. It's the flattest three-point shot I've ever seen in my life. Literally, there was no elevation on that thing. It just sort of went straight in like some sort of missile. It was ridiculous. But um yeah, I thought full credit to the Rockets. I mean, they were fighting all their way. They obviously the Lakers and the Rockets knew the result from the uh, Grizzlies and Jazz game beforehand because it was a uh, what was it three thirty a.m. tip off uh, yeah, here in the UK. Yeah, so that's the a, Jazz played before. Yeah, so that's half ten in what Los Angeles, isn't yeah. it? So they knew the result, and I think um, the Lakers sort of knew the destiny was in their own hands, and they didn't really want to th- you know face the Oklahoma City Thunder because I think. Um, I don't think the Lakers would stand much of a chance against someone like Russell Westbrook. They don't really have a uh, a matchup capable of guarding him now that Kobe Bryant is out. And that was a big thing since the last podcast. Kobe Bryant has obviously uh, torn his Achilles. Yeah. Which isn't uh, nice. It's, it's sad to see. It's the uh, first time in a while we've had the... Uh, I think it's the first time in 18 years or something. We've had the playoffs without, without the Mamba and Dirk yeah. Nowitzki. Brilliant. That's a, it's, it's, hopefully we see both of them next year. But, you know, it's not hold of us. <laughs> Hope and pray. There's rumours that uh, the Lakers might possibly amnesty Kobe, mm, I but I think they'd be, stup- they'd be stupid to do so. And if they did, Kobe Bryant would come back and bite them yeah, in the arse on, on another championship team, probably. Well, let's uh, just touch on the... Uh, we'll, we'll start with the uh, Eastern Conference matchup that I think everyone's looking forward to. Uh, do you want to do you uh, go through the standings first? Oh, right, so yeah. where, <laughs> where everyone finally stood? Because obviously last night people were moving up and down right. like yo-yos. Right, so we're starting the West and uh, OKC finished top of the conference uh, with San Antonio just a couple games behind in second. Denver and Denver and LA, uh, the Clippers both finished third and fourth respectively. Then we had the Grizz in fifth. Golden State impressively made the playoffs in sixth. The Lakers snuck into seventh, and Houston and Houston make up the rest. <laughs> Got full credit to the Thunder, man. I mean, to, mm. to go this season without James Harden, who's obviously now playing for the Rockets, and to get the wins they got, their record was fantastic. I mean, to, to bond together and to play that style of basketball was superb. But I think it's been a it's been an odd season. But the Western Conference is definitely the most open it has been in a long while. And mm-hmm. I think it's I think if we went back to say December and did this conversation. We wouldn't be thinking half the teams that are in this would be where they are now. Well, I I think the Spurs earlier in the season just looked they cut above everyone. And, oh, without a yeah. doubt, they just looked like they were the the you know the next step to hit to play the Miami Heat, and everyone was waiting for the Miami Heat Spurs matchup. And then when it came, it was kind of one sided. <laughs> <laughs> and um, obviously, OKC now will meet Houston in the first round, which means we see. James Harden go back to the Chesapeake Arena. Fear the beard. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? How do you think it will play out with Harden going back to OKC? There's obviously going to be a lot of pressure on him. He it's quite mm, it's quite difficult to talk about these matchups because obviously you've got a pretty fantastic article that you've been gathering together mm. coming out for the site soon. So a lot of what I'm saying here is probably going to be reciprocated on that, but. 
I this is the matchup of the playoffs for me. I really cannot wait to see the Thunder and the Rockets. I want to see James Harden back playing against his old team that you know they traded him away because they wanted to keep Serge Barker in the end, who is bigger than him. So obviously you take size over everything else in the NBA because that is the law apparently. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty feisty matchup. The Rockets could shoot. Uh, the ball really well but the only thing I worry about is during the the regular season matchups between these two teams I believe the Thunder kind of ran away with several of them I seem to remember they won won one game in Houston by 30 odd points it it wasn't Mm. even close so it's it's worrying but we've had um, you know some people think that James Harden could be the key and we even had someone tweet in on our Twitter feed Um, I believe it was uh, the enemy of man that's his hashtag he uh, tweeted in saying James Harden's going to average over 40 points in these uh, playoff games, which is, I don't know, I, I think that's a bit too much to ask for for James Harden because uh, I, aver- I, don't, yeah. I don't think he's averaged that all season. But <laughs> <laughs> well, He did drop um, um, 40 or 50 against them in the regular season, I think. I yeah, I, I, th- I think he's thoroughly capable of doing it again. And obviously this is a team that's now got Thomas Robinson on it. It's had a few, change, few changes during the, to, during the regular season. Mm. So it'll be a... A feisty matchup, but I think Oklahoma will probably win it in five. I mean, I can't see, I can't see them losing games at home. That that arena, and I've said it before, and I've done blog articles about it. it it's the best home court advantage in possibly the whole of sports right now. It's just, mm. you know, it's it's insane. You do not want to go there. It is like going and playing Manchester United at Old Trafford. You, you just you don't want to go there. It's a, it's a ferocious place. Their fans get on your back, and they are loud from the start. In the playoffs, they're even louder. And I think last year they proved that and they got to the finals. And Oklahoma have improved every year. I mean, what? They were knocked out by the Lakers yeah. in round one. Round one and I then think it, went it was the, Eastern semi, the Western Semi, went to the yeah. final, Western Conference Finals to Dallas and lost. Yeah, they've gone, through, they've gone through each transition that an NBA championship team usually goes through. So, I don't know, could this be the year? We're not too sure, but I guess we'll debate that later on. Yeah, and um, obviously we just touched on the Lakers making the seventh spot, which means they'll come up against the San Antonio Spurs to renew an old rivalry. Andy's boys, yeah. Andy's old boys. We've got Andy versus Matt in the uh, first round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not sure. I think Tony Parker's health will depend a lot on the outcome of this series and whether he can stay fit enough. Do you think it, the, the the series relies on him being fit, or because yeah. I'm of the opinion right now that the, the way the way the Lakers have been playing since Kobe Bryant went down, I mean, what's happened to Steve Blake, man? Seriously, <laughs> did, did Kobe Bryant touch him on the shoulder and give him the gift of the mumble? Kobe's or magic stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just been unreal. He's been insane. Yeah, I think he had 24 points last night against Houston, which is his a uh, season high. I mean, his his career high is only 25, I think. So. So it's an interesting one, but I think the way that they're playing now with with Dwight, he looks involved. Um, yeah, Dwight looks like he's loving it. He's having fun. He's saying all the right things in the press, which is which makes a change. And I think this is what he knows the Lakers will be like. Because obviously, even if Kobe does come back next season, that'll probably be his final year. Maybe he'll hang on for another two. But this is a glimpse of what the Dwight Howard era in Los Angeles would be like if he, you know, if he inevitably mm. decides to stay. But um, the series is, is an odd one for me because I think if you go back a few months, we'd have said the Spurs would have run over Los Angeles. Oh, they wouldn't yeah. have stood a chance. But for some reason, you know, injuries have hit and Popovich has had issues with players. 
and uh, yeah, they're not they're not in a, a nice place at the moment. But I still think San Antonio is a pretty nasty place to go and play basketball. They're they're a championship side. They've won championships before. I mean, what this this is the fourth time I think the Lakers and the Spurs have matched up in the last six or seven I mean, years or something. something like that. Yeah, and then they, they they play each other a lot, so they know each other. Yeah. But obviously, without Kobe Bryant, I think this Lakers team are a bit of a. Um, they're a bit of an odd one because you don't really know what they're going to do. You can't really judge them yet, I don't think. It's tough. We haven't seen this team together in the playoffs and we didn't see it before. So I think Dwight Howard is loving being the first option. And if we're going back to... I don't want to put something too early on him, but it's kind of Orlando <laughs> uh, Orlando Dwight. And of course, in Orlando, we saw him take his team to the finals. So I don't want to say the Lakers are going to get into the finals because I don't think they will. But... Mm. It's it's a it's a prominent promising sign, and I think this only further ensures that he will sign in LA because I think he will, and I think him and Kobe this could do them a bit of good. I think now they they starting to understand each other, and um, it only bodes well for the Lakers, and I think they are capable of upsetting the Spurs because Tony Parker, even though he did come, he came back from injury um, from the ankle he suffered. And um, he he didn't look as explosive as he once as he did earlier in the season when he was putting up MVP like numbers. And I just wonder with Manu Ginobili as well, his fitness is just you never know what you're going to get anymore. Timmy D is Timmy D's. You're not you know what you're getting from Timmy D. It's just that matchup hmm. is really quite. Yeah. That'll be a, that'll be one to watch for the first round of the playoffs, uh, fans. Because if if you if you want to see two of the greatest power forwards in the game going up against each other, then Pau Gasol and Tim Duncan, it doesn't get much better. Because obviously they're very very similar type players. And as a Lakers fan, obviously, I've noticed recently, Pau's been playing superb. His his passing ability has sort of, you know, been shown off in the last sort of three, four games. And even Kobe Bryant tweeted last night, he tweeted something along the lines of, you know, who's talking about trading him now? Because you can see what he gives to the team. And true Lakers fans have always known what he what he brings to the team and I mean he's won championships with them before and Timmy D does exactly the same for the Spurs when Timmy D's playing well the Spurs are usually playing well so it'll be interesting to see but I think going back to what you just mentioned about um, Tony Parker I think he's probably been forced to play through a few of these injuries just to make sure the Spurs keep up their seeding because obviously Denver who we'll talk about in a minute were closing in and closing in and you know they were winning games and you didn't really know what they were going to do so I think Popovich probably played a few of the players he wouldn't have played, and obviously they've had problems with. Was it Elton Brands had to uh, go out with uh, Stephen Jackson got amnesty. Yeah, and Jackson got amnesty, so they were having a few uh, backroom issues. But Tracy McGrady, yeah. what about T Mac? What's going he on there? Before Derek Rose, Andy was <laughs> Andy was quite excited. He put a tweet out the other night saying he was looking forward to seeing him back. Um, the guy's been playing in China for the last year, so we'll see if he's still capable of playing in the uh, National Basketball Association. I think the only problem with that is, doesn't he have a curse or something? He's never got the first round or something like that. Oh, God. It's just it's a mellow, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> and um, I think you just touched on Denver. And uh, we'll bring him up now. The Denver Nuggets will play the Golden State Warriors in the first round, which is a very it's another good matchup. They're both quick-paced teams. like to run. Obviously, Golden State have got that uh, perimeter threat with Steph Curry who a lot of people are pointing to as the man that's going to emerge from this playoffs as I, I, as the, the new superstar. And I think with him, you've got Clay Thompson, Jarrett Jack. This uh, Golden State team shouldn't be written off. I know 
De- Denver's home court advantage, I think, will ultimately see him through in five or six. And but I I do like this Golden State team, and I wouldn't write them yeah. off at all. I mean, we all remember well, at least those of us who've been fans of the the league for long enough in in Britain will remember the Baron Davis and you know that series mm. a few years ago with Cleveland that was just unbelievable and um they have a fantastic home court advantage i think it's one of the things people forget the fans you know, are san crazy Franci- the they are san francisco is one heck of a place to play your sports i mean if you if you follow uh, major league baseball or the nfl and you know the 49ers i mean they are they've got some fantastic fans down there in the uh, in the golden state so i think that it's that's that's one of the matchups for me that i think i will probably end up watching every game but it's a real shame that it's not you know I don't. I have a feeling it probably won't be televised over here because they're not. Um, they're not fashionable it, teams. It's not the Lakers. Mm. It's not the Bulls. It's not the Celtics. It's not the Knicks or the Heat. You know, it's it, they're uh, they're perimeter teams when it comes to being markets. But the Nuggets, I think, are pretty ferocious. Mm. Obviously, they got the first two games on their home court. I can't see Golden State taking those two games if I'm being honest. But I think once it turns around and Golden State get their home games, it, it could. All changed, but obviously Steph Curry hit the record was it last night yeah, for the most threes in a single season, and he uh, he was shooting like mad. Did you see the game? He was just, it was like well, I'm going to shoot a three, I'm going to go for a three, I'm going to go for a three. Like every five seconds, it's seventeen or something. I, I think, think he made a few. I don't think he made that many, but he. Um, that's the thing. If he catches fire, it, it could even be in Denver. He could catch fire and hit, I don't know, five threes in a row and they could incidentally win the game. It's like they could shoot, he can, him and the rest of the team can shoot you into a series or they can shoot you out of a series. Yeah. It's something we'll bring up with the Knicks as well, I think. I think that's one of the things people forget is you underestimate the power of the three-point mm. shot in this game because if, I mean, I don't know about you, but obviously we, me and Andy, we, did, we do games podcasts as well. So we play quite a lot of the NBA games on the Xbox yeah. and stuff. So, you know, you hit a couple of threes on that game, uh, you know, four in a row, for example, and that's it. You've usually, that's it. You've got the lead mm. and you don't, you know, no one can catch you. But they've got, they've got Stephen Curry, they've got Clay Thompson, they've got Harrison Barnes. I mean, they can all make threes. Jarrett Jack coming off the bench. Who is, uh, who, he's vastly underrated in the sixth man race. I don't, <laughs> I, I, he's been brilliant for me off the bench. Like. The, the sixth man race this year is just, it's just ridiculous. There's so many decent players in there, but, I mean, I've got a rare what you were saying earlier. Stephen Curry, man, the guy can play. He's just, mm. he had to change his whole show. I can't remember. I think I was listening to First Take or the Basketball Drones or something, but they were saying he had to change his whole shooting style once he entered the league because people were saying it wasn't effective enough. So he rewrote the whole way he shoots his, you know, he shoots the ball and that nobody could stop him at the moment. He's just unbelievable. He had that fantastic game in uh, Madison Square Gardens which is usually the sign of greatness. You have to have a game in Madison Square Gardens where you play great. I know Andy was at the one where LeBron put stupid amount of points down on the Knicks. And um, no, I think Stephen Curry's superstar of next year, maybe the year after, but the fact he missed the All-Star game... It looks criminal bring now, it up again. It? it is criminal looking back on it. And you can understand why you know, the Warriors organisation were, were furious that he didn't make it, but... I'm really looking forward to seeing the Warriors. I think it's great that they're back in the playoffs. Obviously, they they've been out for a couple of years, but you know, the San Fran's back and they're back in a big way in most of their sports right now, which is a good thing for yeah. for uh, Mark, the fat fans of San Mark Francisco. Mark Jackson's a possible coach of the year candidate as well over in uh, Golden State. 
Um, but now we'll just go on to the... Well, that's probably the 4-5 matchup, which I think it was last year as well. And um, Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same matchup, I believe. I, I loved it last year. It went seven games. It was, it was for me, one of the best series of the last year's playoffs. Uh, it's the Memphis Grizzlies up against the LA Clippers. And... Um, Forgive me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that the uh, 25 point yes, comeback? Nick Young, Swaggy P, who <laughs> who didn't do anything for the Sixers, um, he exploded in. I think it was the third or fourth quarter. That was one of the best comebacks that I've seen. It was a brilliant game, and these two teams, when they meet, it's just so gritty and tough. And I th- there's such a mm. there's such a mix of styles. Yeah, it's though, brilliant. I mean, it's it's. It's Memphis. They're hard. They hit you. You know, they're, they're, they're a defensive team. They're very much like the Chicago Bulls in the Eastern Conference. And then you've got the Clippers. They're run and gun. They're showtime offense. They're, you know, lob city as they have uh, been named. I mean, it's an interesting one because I know you, you've said and I've said for the last few weeks that we're not really rating the Clippers right now because obviously they've had a few issues. But they pulled it together last yeah, night. Definitely. I thought they played pretty, they played pretty well. Um, I think that's always going to happen when you've got probably or arguably the best point guard in the bar, in the world. Yeah, did you hear that Magic Johnson came out and said that if any other player gets a statue outside the Staples Center, it'll be Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is. He just. He's so good. He's he masters the art of knowing when to score, when to bring in his teammates. If if sometimes he doesn't even, I think maybe the only criticism is sometimes he doesn't take that open shot when it comes his way, but. He can he can explode in a fourth quarter. That's why you can't write off the Clippers. I mean, see, I think the Clippers are a good matchup for someone like San Antonio. I think. Yeah. But it's just getting past this first round, which I don't know if they've got. Blake Griffin is a superstar in this league, obviously, for his dunks and his highlights. But I just don't know if he has the mentality to beat up someone like the Grizzlies, like they did last year. The Grizzlies have just got better. Mike Conley's turned into a very good point guard. Uh, well, the thing is, the thing is, if either we don't know which team's going to go through, obviously mm. it could be Memphis or Los Angeles. But if they go through, they've got the Rockets or the Thunder. Yeah. So you're looking at you know a, a, a feisty matchup as it is. I think Memphis would have. Obviously, I'm guessing we're we're, we're taking the Thunder miraculously here that they're going to they're going to go mm. through to the uh, semifinals. But um, no, I I think Memphis will probably win this series. Obviously, they have the same record. They both finished with 56 wins and 26 losses. Clippers won it on the so, division. Yeah, they won it on the uh, division and the, the matchups, I believe. Um, so it, it'll be an interesting one, but I think Zebo has been playing really well. Michael Conley's been superb. I mean, I, I ranted about him last week. Yeah. He's just, he's been fantastic. He's, and he's proved so he can, much from when he first He's proved he can hit game winners. Left or right-handed, it doesn't really make too much of a difference. Tayshaun Prince, big impact in Memphis. Um, I know there's quite a few Memphis Grizzlies fans in the UK because uh, Matt, who was going to do some stuff for us, he's a he's a Grizzlies fan, and uh, yeah, I, I I'm taking Memphis in the series, but just like like you said, I think it could probably even be a seven game series. Mm. I mean, yeah, again, we'll get seven game series in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> I think it's interesting that we've gone through, we've now just gone through all of the uh, Western Conference, and every match it's very. I think aside from probably Houston OKC. I think each every match could go either way, and it's uh, maybe. Th- yeah, I'm begin. I'm thinking that, but then my biasness of being a Lakers fan says, "Look, we're going to go out and we're going to smash the Spurs." <laughs> <laughs> I'll just bring you back down to earth on that one then. <laughs> I think uh, Tom said the similar thing from Believe the Hype. He keep he keeps uh, 
Yeah, yeah, you, you know, you know when the Lakers have got to the playoffs because all the Lakers fans suddenly spout up and we're going we're gonna to win the championship again. We're going to the finals, baby. I mean, within five minutes of this, I've already said that they could even get to the Western Conference finals. But no, I think I think you're right. I think for the uh, the Western Conference, it's so open. Oklahoma are clearly the most dominant team in that division, um, and nobody can really guard Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant. So they have a uh, they have a serious advantage over anyone they play. But obviously, Houston are going to give them a go. The Lakers and the Spurs is going to be a pretty gritty matchup. They don't really like each other. They've had you know t- tough contests in the past, and um, without Kobe Bryant, it could be a whole different animal. This Lakers team, you don't really know what they're going to do. Dwight could explode. Dwight has said he was interviewed last night. You know. Have we seen you know Superman return yet? And he said, "No, wait until this weekend." So that could <laughs> be that gross. could be a that could be a hint to something. Maybe he'll explode and go for forty or something ridiculous. Um, but no, it's an interesting matchup. Obviously, there's the the Spurs are, are injured, so can they battle through those injuries and beat the Lakers? Because at the end of the day, they still are a bet. They are a more talented. And they have a better coach. They have, more, they have more team chemistry and they have a better coach that knows what he's doing with the players than the Lakers do. Is so that a slight dig at Dan Tony. <laughs> is that a dig at Dan Tony then? We've been digging at him all season. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joining, but obviously uh, Cleveland have uh, fired Byron Scott. Byron Scott, yeah, he, they've, they've come out. Well. He's he's been fired today, and Phil Jackson suddenly put his his uh, coaching head back into the pot. So obviously the Lakers are probably like, I don't know what to do right now. I, yeah, I can't see him. But, um, but no, anyway, back to the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. I think. <laughs> um, should we move on to the East? Yeah, just to, just quickly. I mean, that Denver and Warriors series, I I I cannot uh, you know underestimate how good that series is going to be. I mean, if you're a British sports fan, league pass is free for the first weekend of the playoffs, people. So um, get yourself over to NBA.com and sign up for League Pass, and you know check out these games because there's going to be some really thrilling matchups. And you're looking at teams like Golden State and Denver that they're just fun run and gun teams. I mean, Frank, you you have the uh, the unfortunate state of being an Arsenal fan so <laughs> you, know, you know what it's like playing fantastic football but never winning anything this is what these two teams are like <laughs> so um, we beat uh, uh, Norwich the other day so yeah but we're Norwich man <laughs> come on we're not Manchester United or Chelsea or someone like that but um, th- this is a matchup to watch so if you've got your league pass definitely mm. check that out I think I think the Spurs and the Lakers series is on Sky so um, that'll be an interesting one if you've got Sky Sports to watch I'll just but, uh, go into that on Saturday on the 20th we have a quadruple header, which is brilliant. Um, quadruple. <laughs> this is uh, hit British time, seven o'clock, Boston v New York. Yeah. Uh, Nine thirty, as we mentioned, the exciting one, Golden State v Denver. Twelve a.m. Chicago, Brooklyn, and two thirty, Clippers, Grizz. So that's going to be fantastic. And with that, we'll move on to. Is that the uh, league pass? Uh, well, that's just the or schedule. Is that the, the, the actual televised games. Oh, that's the schedule. Cool, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know about the telly, but I'll. Uh, well, we know what yeah. US television networks have got. What I mean, TNT have got the Oklahoma and the Rockets game, for example. But um, we'll just see. Obviously, the coverage is a bit odd. I mean, I don't know about you, but I love the TNT crew. I do. I, I prefer. I prefer watching them to the ESPN guys, even if they do have Magic Johnson. Uh, I, I don't know. I just love Jalen Rose. I think he's like the coolest man on all. <laughs> the man who said that the Cleveland Cavaliers could not possibly lose to the Miami Heat with that lead. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So in the East, as we know, and as we've talked about many times on this show, the Miami Heat lead the Eastern Conference and won the Eastern Conference uh, regular season standings. They only dropped sixteen games in the season. 
and they will come up against the team which limped into the playoffs in Milwaukee. They didn't look like they wanted it. And in the end, Philadelphia only finished four games out. And this series, surely, Matt, is only going one way. It is. And Milwaukee had a worse record than the Utah Jazz. So that tells you how yeah. not so great they are. <laughs> but then again, that shows you the strengths of the conferences. Um, but yeah, it is, it's, a, it's one-way traffic. This may as well be a bye week for the Miami Heat. It's just, I wouldn't um, be surprised to see their stars on restricted minutes, if I'm honest. Do you think the Bucks will even take a game? They could. Uh, this is what I wanted to say about the Bucks. Because you're a big, you're a big Larry Sanders fan. Oh, we all know this. I think it's more to do with the guards as well, because you've got players like Brandon Jennings and Montarellis. They love to jack up a shot, and either one of the two could catch fire in a ser- in a game. And they could steal a game. Other than that, I can't see them doing anything. Larry Sanders should get a lot of rebounds, like against his team. But he, I think they'd probably match up quite well. If yeah, you look if you at can, it, that's paper, well. This was the starting lineup. I mean, obviously, you mentioned Jennings and Ellis and then Sanders. I mean, they, they, they do have some players who can possibly stop the Miami Heat big three, but obviously the Miami Heat have those role players, and that's what um, I think most of the discussion would end up being about. <laughs> yeah, so I can, I'd can i say four, but I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee stole a game. <laughs> Do you think they'll steal one in Miami or it'll be home court? Oh, no. No, that, that American Airlines arena is tough. To... It's becoming a funny place to play, isn't yeah. it? A few, a few years ago, we were ripping off, you know, fans. Miami. You've got the worst fans in the league. They only turn up at half but then I, Yeah, but then, then I saw a mem thing on uh, Twitter earlier on that was like, look, the Miami Heat fans have been turning out since 2006 when we were last mm. won a championship, so stop hating on all the <laughs> bandwagon people. But, um, Although the fans are um, last year in the playoffs, they were pretty loud. I feel I thought in the uh, especially in the finals, they really were. Yeah, the white hot heat yeah. is the uh, phrase, isn't it? And they have those fantastic shirts where they cross off the teams they've beaten. I think they're really cool. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> I would have one for the but, Sixers, but I don't think there'd be many teams crossed off. <laughs> <laughs> the Miami Heat. Um, I, there's who can beat them? I mean, the, the, it's the question we've been asking all year. There's just it's just such a difficult one. Mm. But um, so, I think the season, I think the series is really one-sided. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think there's there's anything going on there. I mean, Miami Heat could play Ray Allen, you know, Norris Cole, and you know their bench players, and probably still win. And speaking of Norris Cole, that block against Cleveland, yeah. the other night, steal, sorry, fantastic oh, stuff. That kid Irving, had, yeah, he's just puts in great effort. He's brilliant. Balls of steel. I mean, he missed two free throws that could have sealed the game, and then he went and made the game winning steal mm. just to make up for it. I mean. Fantastic stuff from the young lad, and I think they've they've really found someone there who they didn't realise, and possibly, dare I say it, maybe even next season they won't need someone like Mario Chalmers. Yeah, maybe. I think Norris Cole was a steal in the draft. He was taken like twenty ninth, twenty seventh, and I don't think they thought he would fall that low. But yeah, it's great pick. No. And there's another player like he's been through the he's been through the playoffs. They've, he's won a championship. Like there, all these players have got championship experience. Virtually, yeah, and it's gonna we, it's gonna come big in the playoffs. Like LeBron looks like a new man, as we talked about. I think the championship, bit, you know, being taken off his back from winning it last year is the thing. And this Miami Heat team, like Steve Kerr said on last year's finals, um, you know, television coverage, this could be the beginning of a dynasty, and we could witness it this year, people. So you know, winning a back-to-back championship in the NBA is a very rare thing. Not a lot of teams have done it. So. Mm. 
it could be a, pr- a privilege to watch. But shall we uh, move on yeah. to the, possibly the matchup of the, the playoffs yeah. so far? Uh, New York Knicks finished second, which and they captured their first division title since 1994, and uh, they'll play against Atlantic Division rivals, the Boston Celtics. I was three last time the New York Knicks won their division. <laughs> I was. Uh, they'd have won it in what month? This yeah, I wouldn't have been born. <laughs> oh, now you're making everyone feel old, man. Let's let's just leave it. No, yeah, I wouldn't have been born. And uh, it's good to see. I, I guess you want you do kind of want as much as we like to rip on the big markets. You do kind of want to see them do well. It, it keeps everyone more interested, I guess. And um, uh, unless they start making that stupid advert, BK oh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh god, that does my nut in watching League Pass. But anyway, it is the matchup mm. of the uh, first round in the playoffs. I think, especially after. I mean, we haven't mentioned it yet, but obviously, what happened in Boston um, the other night was a terrible thing to happen. I mean, our, our hearts go out to everyone who was affected, and you know, the Boston people and the Boston city. It's it's a fantastic place, and as someone who's followed you know US sports for a while now. The Celtics are a fantastic team to watch. They have such pride and such such prestige. And, you know, along with the Red Sox and the Patriots and the Bruins, they are a sporting city and they will fight through this. And they will, I have no doubt that Boston as a city would come back stronger, stronger from, from the bombings the other day. And I'm, it's a real shame that the first two games weren't in Boston because the atmosphere would be phenomenal yeah, this week. It really would. I mean, I put a thing on our Twitter earlier on. I, w- I watched a clip of the Bruins game last night mm. and the national anthem when it was sung. Oh, man, I'm not even American and I got, you know, shivers down my spine. That was just odd. Or maybe I'm a wannabe American. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I really think this series has taken a whole new level with what's happened recently because even even New York the New York Boston rivalry in sports has always been big i mean even you know baseball wise it's probably the biggest and i don't even follow the you know major league baseball yet i know that the Yankees, the red sox and the yankees is a big big thing and um it's it's going to be a real interesting series especially with what happened because obviously new york sent their prayers out to boston just like the rest of america did and the rest of the world did so it'll be a real interesting you know game to see and um yeah, the first two games in New York in Madison Square Gardens could be real, real feisty ones. Um, the only I, I think it, I, I don't think the seedings help because obviously Boston was seventh, and I don't think they were that bad. Um, I certainly think they're probably a bit more entertaining than the Atlanta Hawks, who ended up taking the sixth seed. Mm. But it will be a real interesting one. I think it's one that a lot of people have wanted. I don't think Knicks fans would have necessarily wanted the Boston Celtics in round one because that could signal that you're going home again, guys. Sorry, but it could. And um, I think this will be the final season we see this Boston Celtics team as we know it, this former championship winning side, obviously minus Ray Allen and a few pieces, um, together because they could trade away and do things with free agency and stuff next year. So I don't know. My heart wants Boston to go all the way just to make a point, you know, could give that city something to cheer mm. about. Um but my head and my basketball IQ tells me the Knicks are going to win it probably in six or seven games. Camelo Anthony is too good. He's the best player out, on the, out of the two teams. And, you know, Paul Pierce is, is, is a fantastic player, but Camelo is something else. No one scores the ball like that guy. It is just unreal. I mean, Kevin Durant obviously sat out the game last night, so the scoring title was uh, basically given to Melo. And um, he's carried that city. Obviously, we had Hurricane Sandy during the year, so 
it's been a big time for the city of New York, and I think this could be the year for the Knicks if they uh, if they up their game and they don't fall to the expectations like they usually do. Mm. They could go all the way, and they're all coming to form at the right time. Tyson Chandler's been superb. He tweeted earlier on that he's feeling better than ever, which is rare for Tyson Chandler. He's usually got some form of niggle. Um, but no, I think it's going to be a real, real fascinating series. But God, I cannot, I can't see the teams losing their home court game. The, the only thing I think with the Knicks, I don't think their home court is as, is as they can't defend. Yeah. That's the new Knicks' problem. They outscore you. They run you down the and court. Shoot and they outscore threes you. or jack up threes. And, yeah, the perimeter defense for the Boston Celtics is going to have to be something extraordinary to get past this Knicks and team. You, because, you know it will be because Avery Bradley is one of the best perimeter, perimeter defense in the game. Yeah. He's just. I think for Boston the key is the guards the guards have got to play well mm. Courtney Lee has got to play well Jason Terry has got to play well Every Bradley has got to play well and obviously they're without Rondo so they need to they need to figure out what's going on there but I think as a matchup it's probably one of the feistiest ones and I know this is the one that everyone was talking about because we put on Twitter earlier on I put um, I tweeted this a few of us here seem to think the good old Boston Celtics are going to knock out the New York Knicks in round one and I put tell us why we're wrong and we had several replies. Um, one from Jay. He said he thinks it depends on the J.R. Smith matchup. He's been great the past few weeks. And in the past, he has a tendency to take bad shots. I agree with that. I mean, Smith is what? Sick, sick man, six man I of the year? I think he'll probably get it due to him peaking later in the season. But I don't, I don't yeah, know if his so, whole body of work matches up to Jamal Crawford. But. So the Boston Celtics have got to, have got to deal with him somehow. Um Timberwolves Army UK they tweeted all depends on Kevin Garnett Paul Pierce and Jeff Green if they can turn up big and stay healthy then maybe still backing the Knicks though just I think that's the uh, general consensus really I think everyone thinks the Celtics could do it but your head just takes the Knicks and I don't know I think the TD Garden is like no other it, it like, I know we mentioned the uh, OKC Arena earlier but this Garden and these Bostonites oh no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I, 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 the teams to watch. I mean, that garden is just insane. <laughs> it's so loud, and I, I don't want to write off the Celtics, and I, I do think they're going to do it. <laughs> I, I, I said it a long time, but the Knicks have a lot of. I know it's not a bad problem, but they have a lot of people they need to fit into their rotation coming back from injury. You've got Kenyon Martin, although he's been a good player. Where does he fit back in? You've got Copeland, who's been, who sometimes played at the five. Like he's six for eight, and he's been playing centre. But Kenyon Martin's arguably been the difference for the Knicks. Yeah. When they went on their win streak, he was superb, and he added something that they really didn't have. So it'll be interesting. But I mean, Jay he, he tweeted us saying, "Can Kevin Garnett get inside Melo's head?" Um, Melo's been a, an assassin for the past few weeks. He says the Celtics have no chance of disrupting his game. So obviously, I think mind games could prove a big thing with this. Obviously, the whole the bombing situation could could end up working Actually, in Boston's favour in in a, in a strange yeah. you know ironic way, but I think it, it's going to be a real fantastic series to watch. And this had better be on television or you know Sky or ESPN. You're going to be getting some complaints from some angry <laughs> an angry Lakers fan, which is odd because you know it's the Boston Celtics and we don't like those guys. And I think <laughs> but I'm, I'm completely with you. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you know Boston won this it would not surprise me at all and I think they would out of all the teams they would give the Heat a very good game like you just it's not even about the personnel it's just Boston <laughs> it's just, they just don't like each other <laughs> yeah that is the modern rivalry in the Eastern Conference really yeah that is that's the Knicks paces from the night yeah. all over and um so yeah I think that is 
the one to watch, and I think it could go either way. I don't even think the first game is, or the first game often matters a lot, but I don't think it does in this time. I think this any 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 game is just going to be so unpredictable, you, and I I hope from my human background that Jeff Green comes up big because he's had a great year after coming off the back of heart open heart surgery, and it's so good to see a player that's been through such an ordeal come back and starting to look like the player that he was in OKC, and I just hope he comes up big again. And it'll be a great story and one that the city of Boston needs. Well, inevitably, they're looking for obviously a replacement for KG if and when he does mm. leave. So if Jeff Green can come up big this year in the playoffs, then, you know, it could be real special. But obviously, the Celtics have had interesting matchups with the Miami Heat for the past sort of three seasons in the playoffs. It's always been them, them, you know, those two thereabouts. So it'll be interesting. Jeff Green's played fantastically well this season in the game against the Heat back in February, I think it was. He went off on one and he ended up guarding LeBron James on the final play. But, you know, LeBron's so good that he just he put that in and they won the game with, you know, eight seconds to go or whatever it was. So it's the matchup to watch. And, um, yeah, it's it's just a shame that, you know, the stuff in Boston's happened this past weekend and it's going to have a sort of emotional tide over the top of the game. But it's the, it's, the, it's the first game to tip off at the weekend, I think yeah. it is, on Saturday. It's at 3.30 p.m., um, you know. Eastern East Coast time, so 7:30. that'll be the earliest game, and I think that'll be the one that everyone is really excited for. Definitely. That's the, certainly judging by you know Twitter, that's the one everyone's hyped for. And um, onto one which isn't very hyped: uh, <laughs> the Indiana, <laughs> don't be, don't be mean. Indiana Pacers <laughs> against the Atlanta Hawks, and I can only see the Indiana Pacers winning this series, and I just think the Atlanta Hawks have. We just know what we're getting. They're going to get to the playoffs and they're going to go out. They're just just—they're not a very exciting team at the moment and they haven't been for the last five years. They, they've made the playoffs, I think, five years in a row. I mean, I think it was good for them to get to the playoffs without Joe Johnson, but I just can't see this team doing anything. And Indiana, out of the, out of the teams in the uh, East, I think they provide the heat with the best matchup, as in, in personnel. I think you can beat them up inside with Roy Hibbert and... You've got Paul George that can probably guard LeBron as we could do. You could do a job on LeBron. I don't think anyone in basketball can guard LeBron. But and I think David West is a big player for them. I think they've got too too much talent on that team, and the defense is. I think I want to say top two in the NBA, and I think they will get through this series, and they will go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they'll really miss. Um, sorry, the Hawks will really miss Joe Johnson mm. in come playoffs. They'll notice the difference now that he's uh, and Lou Williams. He's play- he's, he's, yeah, now he's playing in Brooklyn. Um, the Pacers are the better team. It's as simple as that. They they're the third seed against the sixth seed. But at the end of the day, pure basketball IQ just shows you that the the Pacers are the better team. Um, Paul George, like you said, breakout year for him. Pretty stunning. They've all come around him and Tony Hibbert since uh, Danny Granger went down last season it's and obviously Hibbert, Tony Hibbert's the Everton did I say Tony yeah. Hibbert <laughs> <laughs> oh dear god sorry sorry. I apologise guys <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant um, but no the, the Pacers are that team and um, that they they have the matchup to beat someone like you know the Miami Heat if they do inevitably get get to face them but 
It's an interesting series. I mean, Atlanta have got the size to play against the Pacers. There's no doubt about it. Al Horford's pretty pretty nasty when he wants to be. So mm-hmm. no, it's it's a real it, it's a real boring series for me. I can't really see Atlanta don't entertain me. That's the problem. No, they don't entertain anyone. They don't even entertain people from Atlanta. Yeah, well, the, well, the rumours about Dwight going back there. He won't go back no. there. Why would he play for the Hawks? Sorry. I, I heard, yeah, it was like Chris Paul and Dwight were going to team. I don't believe it. Yeah, right, yeah okay. And, um, but, yes, yeah, the uh, Josh Smith will be looking fact, to... Uh, struggling to talk about it. Yeah. We probably should do that. We're not very interested in this matchup, but... I think Josh Smith pace... will have to play. It's his contract year. He's looking to get a max deal. This could be... The only saving grace from the series is that we get to see Jay Smooth throwing down some dunks and making some highlight plays. Yeah, well, obviously they have to accredit him a couple of threes a game as well. <laughs> that tends Atlanta Hawks law. You have to give him some threes. So it'll be an interesting matchup, but I don't think it's anything to excite anyone. I mean, the Pacers are the better team by far. I mean, they only won. I think they won five more games than the Hawks in the end. And it just shows you how close and how kind of dodgy the Eastern Conference has been all year mm. but uh, no I've, the Pacers are the better team it's a shame they haven't got Danny Granger I really thought with Danny Granger they'd, they'd struggle you know they wouldn't struggle they, they wouldn't struggle sorry and you know they'd roll through conference finals and then they'd face the Miami Heat and they'd match up with the Miami Heat incredibly well because I really rate Danny Granger the, He's the a fantastic... only thing with Danny Granger is do you when he does come back uh, where, where would Paul George who would be the first option well, yeah, they'll, have, they'll have to figure out how to deal with that. Obviously, mm. I mean, maybe even if it comes to it, trade one of them away, yeah, get something. I, I wouldn't trade Paul George. No, he's, he's an up and coming talent in the league, and I think they've got to try and keep hold of him. But there's no under, you know, Danny Granger is a huge loss for them. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. It'd be, it'd be a completely different playoffs for the Pacers if they had Danny Granger. But I don't know. I think I think the Hawks could be interesting. Teague's a pretty good player. He he knows how to run the, a basketball team. So. You know, they, they, it's going to be an interesting one, but I can't see Indiana struggling at all. I think they, they may, they might even sweep the thing. Yeah. Dare I say? But you know, I don't know. Maybe with hope, their um, hope, awful offense, they might drop a game. Maybe. Hopefully, they'll roll through it and they'll stay fit and healthy. Because if they do get through, I want them to be nice and fit and healthy for whoever they do, for whoever they they meet in the next round, which will probably end up being. Um, the New York Knicks or maybe even the Boston Celtics yeah and uh, with that we'll go on to the 4-5 matchup in the East which I was hoping was going to be Brooklyn versus Atlanta with the two teams that no one cares about but it's (laughs) it's Brooklyn versus Chicago and these two teams in their last few games have actually it's been pretty nasty I think we pointed to it in the last show um, been a few fights, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so I think this could be a it could be a good series. Like with the personnel that Brooklyn have, you can't write them off because they've got Deron Williams, they've got Brook Lopez, they've got Joe Johnson who can come up big. They've got them three options in clutch situations. Any one of them could find their shot and get in. And it's just whether they've got the bench production. Where as, but with. Uh, then you could bring up that it doesn't actually impact as much in the playoffs due to a shortened rotation. I think Brooklyn could get a few games here, but Chicago's nous and the impending return of Derek Rose. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> and I think then nous and Tom Thibodeau will see them through, and I will say in six. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven. I know you the have a different you have a different view on this, don't you? The Bulls know what they're doing. They're used to the playoffs, so it'll be um, an interesting game. I think the Bulls are the best defensive team in the Eastern Conference. 
Mm. Um, bar the Miami Heat, because obviously they did lose 16 games, so that probably shows they have a pretty good defense. Um, but the Bulls, for me, they're a playoff savvy team. They know what they're doing. Um, obviously, they were the fifth seed. They were just behind Brooklyn. They uh, they lost four more games than the Nets did. And it's, it's Brooklyn's first year in the playoffs in a while, I believe. So it'll be... Well, obviously, it's their first time as Brooklyn franchise, but the Nets have been there before. So it'll be an interesting one. But um, I, I think it'll be a real f- thrilling series to watch. I can see these two teams entertaining us. But I see this as the series of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is about to emerge onto the world stage against the Brooklyn Nets and I mean it's not it's it's not the Miami Heat but it's the Brooklyn Nets it'll do Jimmy Butler has been a pretty standout player for the Bulls this season obviously they've been without Derek Rose so having you know a second year rookie coming in taking over a mantle of scoring the ball for the Bulls which is something they tend to struggle doing I think he can real be, he can really really be big for them. Booze has been playing quite well recently, and we can't forget Team GB's very own superstar Luol Deng. Uh, yeah, what, what a man! This matchup this matchup is built for him, man. And I've, he, he can dominate he in is, this series. He is a he's he's a very underrated player. I think I know we probably sound a bit of British biased, but he um, <laughs> he's he's a very good defender. Like he is one of the players that can contain LeBron to an extent. He can score the basketball. He's improved from three-point range. And one thing which coaches love is that this man can just play 40 minutes a night. He leads the league in minutes. Well, he did before Kobe started playing every minute ever. But, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, Luol Deng is going to come big. And I think Jimmy Butler, you pointed out, this is a very good sign for the Bulls. When D-Rose does come back, They've got a starting shooting guard for the next five years to partner alongside of Derrick Rose. And this franchise, when he does come back, is going to be big. And I think health is another issue for this team. What do you mean, is going to be big? The Chicago Bulls. Oh, I mean, the team. The team. They're going to be a big. <laughs> Not the fran- everyone knows the franchise. The dynasty is the. But no, I think um, the D Rose situation. The Chicago, Chicago, the Chicago uh, broadcast team, the local broadcast team, have said they have a feeling that Derrick Rose is going to come back. I don't know if they, they have a if, feeling. I don't know if they have any inside information. You'd, you'd like to hope so, but I mean, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Well, what, what would it be? What would it mean to them fans if, should we say, I think the lineups they have to turn their squads a couple of hours or an hour before play, uh, an hour before tip. So what do it mean if? They just found out Derek Rose was back in the starting lineup. He's been scrimmaging for over a month. Could, could it happen? Will we see him in the playoffs? I'd love for it to happen, but my heart tells me he should wait and make sure he's fully yeah. fit, fit to entertain us next season for the whole late two games or whatever it is. But um, no, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a really fascinating matchup. I mean, you look at the matchups individually Brooke Lopez versus Noah. Williams versus Heinrich or Nate Robinson indeed and need we forget little Nate's been superb recently did you see that jump ball the other yeah day? That, was that was ingenious if you haven't checked it out go and check it out on YouTube just type in Nate Robinson jump ball oh, it was the funniest thing I've seen in a long while but there's some fantastic matchups in this game and um, I think Lawal Den could be really big I think as a you know as someone who is a British you know British player I think he could be really huge for the Bulls this year and um, if they do get through they represent a clear and present danger to the Miami Heat, I think, because they've they've shown this season they can they've shown this season they can beat them. 
they're not afraid of them. They never really have been, to be honest, because back when they had Derek Rose in MP, you know, MVP form, they, they, they really took it to him and the Miami Heat obviously went through to the finals that year and um, and lost, but it's a real, real interesting one. Tom Thibodeau knows what he's doing. He's one of the best coaches in the association. He squeezes so much out of those players, even without Derek Rose. But I think, you know, Brooklyn haven't got a bad roster. That For what they've assembled in a year, it's, it's pretty impressive. And I just don't know if there's anywhere to go with the roster. They're pretty maxed out on contracts. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted them to play the Knicks. I mean, that's the yeah. rivalry I they, would them, The games been, were really interesting this series. They've been really entertaining, the games we've had between the Nets and the Knicks this year. But, you know, Bulls, Nets, not, not too bad. Hell of a lot better than it would have been a few years ago if we'd have been talking about this matchup because, you know, you'd have only seen one winner. But I think so. Yeah, I, I'm, still, I'm still picking the Bulls, I mean, even without Derek Rose. But it, you, like you said, if Rose comes back, the United Centre is going to be <laughs> the most unbelievable place on earth to be when that you know that kid enters that arena and comes back and plays because he's the face of a franchise he's the face of a company you know he's the future of the Chicago Bulls and that team yeah and that team above all teams has a legacy to you know uphold because of a certain Michael Jordan so it'll be it'll be really interesting I think um, Chicago or along with Boston, or one of them teams that can, they know how to get under the skin of Miami Heat. We saw it in the, uh, I think it, the best game of the season think, for me was the streak ender. And I think hmm. it's just, they just do them, them veteran plays like the Kirk Heinrich tackling LeBron to stop him getting any heat dunk. They do things like that, which I just, I think that is, if you're going to beat the Miami Heat, you need them little things. And that's when the playoff comes into its own because the teams of the franchise, you know, the, the the dynasty and the history and the prestige and stuff behind them, they're the ones you fear because mm. they've done it before. So you always, in the back of your mind, even if they are terrible, you still think, you know, they can do this. That They've done it before. They can get there. doesn't matter if you're looking at, like, the Lakers and their pieces don't quite match up. They're playing the basketball they've wanted to play all season right now, and they're on a roll. They have the second best record in the Western Conference since the All Star break. Oh wow, I didn't know that. So, you know, you've got to be fearful of a wounded animal in, in an odd way. And, and when a and, team player, a best player goes down, everyone else seems to rally together. Well, with that especially, no one was expecting that really. Mm. I mean, it, it was it looked obvious when it happened, but obviously, no one was really thinking it would happen because Kobe Bryant is just like a Terminator; <laughs> just keeps on going. Yes. But even in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics, the Knicks, you don't write off the Boston Celtics because you know what they're capable of. Mm. Whereas the Knicks, you're a bit oh, I don't really know because they're so up and down and so flippy floppy. It's just unbelievable. The Pacers have always been a tough playoff team, so you don't really have so, them. Um, and the Bulls. The Bulls and the Nets, you just go, you know, Chicago all the way usually. So if <laughs> the Miami Heat are the newbies to the really yeah, to, to well, I think they're they're defining the the dynasty as uh, they're, they're, this is the Miami yeah. Heat era of basketball. I'll say I'll say it now. The next five, five six years, it's Miami Heat basketball. That's all we will think about. For the two thousands, we had the Lakers and the Spurs, and now we've got the Miami Heat, and we'll probably get someone else. Well, I'd like to hope we get someone else because else it's going to be a little bit boring. The uh, Philadelphia Sixers. <laughs> um, no, I think we've touched on every game, and I'm going to ask you now: the Eastern Conference Finals. Under pressure. Name name <laughs> your two teams. The Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Uh, the Miami Heat versus. 
The Indiana Pacers. Yeah, that's what I would have gone with. <laughs> that's exactly what I'd go with. That Boston Knicks matchup, it's just, you know, there's no way of knowing. It's so difficult, yeah. especially with what's happened in Boston recently. You don't really know. But then again, you've got to think what's happened in New York this year as well. So and how they, well they've played this year as well, New York. They're all riding tides, and it, it, that is the, the most entertaining matchup I've seen in the playoffs in a long while. I mean, even going back three or four years, and I can't think of anything quite as thrilling as the, pos- the, the prospect of the Knicks and the Celtics in the first round. See, it's going to disappoint us now and be four zip. <laughs> no, 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 because you remember, this is basketball. This isn't football. <laughs> we don't build up games and get boring nil-nil score draws all the time. Manchester United and City or, you know, Arsenal and Chelsea. It's just, you know... No, we don't have nil-nils. We can't defend. <laughs> you, yeah, you can't defend, but that's, that's a good thing for the fans. But um, in the, uh, this this is basketball, yeah. and this is the reason we love the sport. And you know, you always get drama with the playoffs. And I put a tweet out earlier on saying nothing matches the playoffs for for drama and intrigue. And we got one tweet back saying the only thing that could possibly match it from a British perspective would be the relegation battle in the Premiership each season. Yeah, or I think last maybe year's Premier League race, or maybe last year's final. You know, the, the Aguero would be the one but we don't get this a lot in Britain so as uh, as US sports fans this is a good thing for us to watch and obviously you get it with the hockey as well so it, uh, the playoffs are the best time of the year for us oh, sports fans I'm so excited and I'll be, I asked you in the east and I'll ask you the same question in the west I don't do that to me I have to, I have to put you on the spot are you going to put the Lakers in the uh, finals <sighs> <laughs> uh, I'm, take, I'm taking the thunder out of the first bracket matchup yep um, I think they'll probably end up playing Memphis in the semi-finals. They'll beat them. They'll hit themselves into the conference finals. Um, the Lakers will beat the Spurs. Sorry, Andy, we're going to beat you. Um, but will they beat Denver? I don't think so. So I'm going Oklahoma-Denver. I will go Oklahoma. I'm not following my heart, as you can tell. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I've, I've bashed them the last couple of days but I'll go Oklahoma San Antonio you're taking the Spurs yeah I'll take the Spurs oh you're a brave man I am <laughs> I, I believe in you Andy <laughs> and uh, I think you believe in Mr Duncan ironically <laughs> and um, yeah I think the, the playoffs is it is a brilliant time to be a sports fan whatever whatever you're doing at night there's always going to be one or two games <laughs> on and they're always going to be exciting and I think nothing else it matters in sport when there's a game seven on and I hope we do get a few game sevens this year and I'm just looking forward to it and I can't wait to the final start and I can't wait for everything and you know what this is going to be one of the most open playoff races the West especially we I think one through six could ease well even seven the Lakers I think anyone could get into the final Western Conference finals like the teams which are lower down in the seedings will take away the Lakers, but the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors, they can they can just shoot the basketball so well. And that can just win you a series. And I think this is... I, it's very unpredictable. It's very unpredictable. I mean, we've got a lot of offensive teams this year, mm. which is quite nice to see. There's a lot of teams built on their offense this year, so... For those who like watching football, because it's end to end, you know, basketball is going to be a lot. The, the playoffs is going to be a lot like this this year because these teams just like to shoot. I mean, especially if you look at, you know, the Nuggets and the Warriors. That's just 
shooting heaven if you're looking at players. I mean, it's just a shame Gallinari went mm, down definitely. with an injury. But um, no, it'll be an interesting year. It'll be a playoffs without Kobe Bryant, which will be very odd for a Laker fan um, like myself. Obviously, we're so used to witnessing him pulling off buzzer beaters and whatnot. But uh, then again, there's Derek Fisher. He's back with a thunder. He could. He's not been great for them in the regular season. He could give them the the um, as a, as a as a good old D D Fish fan. Um, my heart tells me I want him to have to. I want him to go off on one during the playoffs. I want him to hit a game winner or something like that. You know, I want him to to knock out. The Rockets with a, a last-second game winner, like he did with the Spurs years ago. Oh, yeah, with zero point four. Yeah, and um, that classic one that I'm sure Andy remembers. <laughs> yeah, that was that's worth a YouTube if you've never seen it. Just type in Derek Fisher zero point four. The thing we have to mention as well, because obviously we're quite new to podcasting about basketball, but we've followed the sport for a while. Mm. I mean, we're all different ages. Andy's Andy is arguably a lot older than <laughs> the rest of us. So he he witnessed a different era of basketball, but this is the era we've grown up on. So we're quite used to, you know, Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan and Dirk Russell Westbrook and Dirk and you know those lot. So it is it really is interesting, and I'm so glad we got this podcast started because it's gonna be the it gives it, gi- it gives me a place to talk about the sport that I love, and I I've I've played rugby I played rugby since you know I mean I'm 21 now. I gave up rugby last year because I started a job, which means I couldn't, you know, work the. I couldn't play during the days that I'd be working. So, for me, this gives me somewhere to come out and you know, discuss the sport I love because I don't care about football. I don't really watch football too mm. much anymore. I live in Norwich, so it's not a great thing. <laughs> but <laughs> um, basketball is just it thrills me every night, and I'd love watching this game. I love watching every team. I don't have to just follow the Lakers. I'm quite happy watching Portland or you know. Utah or Indiana or it doesn't I don't care it, I love the sport and it's just it's going to be a real privilege to be able to put out a podcast you know every every week or every few days or so to discuss these games because I think we're all excited I know other podcasts are excited believe the hype are going you know the hype level has been risen to use a really bad pun but um, the podcast community right now is getting ready for what looks to be a real interesting playoff series I mean we've had a fairly odd regular season it's not been no, the greatest it's been very strange it's been very odd I mean I think last year's lockout season was fantastic but that's because everything was so condensed and we had matches every day close. Yeah. but um, no it's been a real it's, we've had a good season but this, this playoffs could be real special I mean could we see could we see the beginning of a dynasty with the Miami Heat winning a second NBA title could we see an empire rising in you know in New York with the Knicks could we see Brooklyn you know, coming back and you know being relevant again in in basketball. Could we see Golden State causing the upset like they used to do all the time? Can the Lakers somehow rescue this dreadful, terrible season? Can James Harden's Rockets just you know shock the world? I mean, there's no way of knowing. It's going to be a real interesting few mm-hmm. weeks, and we're, we're delighted to uh, to bring it to you. I think that's brilliantly said. I, I echo like most of what you said there, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's the end of the football season's coming up, so I mean I still follow it pretty religiously, but yeah, basketball is starting to fight off fight dominate dominate your life. Uh, yeah, dominate <laughs> my sleeping pattern at the moment. But I was gonna say, you you tend to sleep at odd times, mate. You're like on an American clock am, or something. I, I went to school the other day with no sleep and it was not good. But <laughs> that was clever. And um but yeah, I think this is my first playoffs watching 
um, like first playoffs, like podcasting, blogging properly. So I'm very, very excited. Excited, and we will have stuff on the blog. We've got a very, we got. A, I think there's a lot of excitement about the post we've got up within the writers. Oh yeah, I think I think everyone's excited. I mean, Tom is a is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Obviously, they have a chance of going straight to the finals again. So, could be great for him. I know he plays basketball, so he's got the whole you know just getting into NBA, and he's got a thrilling prospect in store for him. Obviously, you've been following the sport for a while, and your team aren't in the playoffs, so you have the unique. Yeah, I get to watch. You have, you have a you have a nice neutral perspective on the thing. <laughs> um. And you know Joe and Conrad. I mean, they they they're both fairly new to to basketball. I think apart from maybe Conrad. Conrad's been following since Shaq and you know Jordan and his first pair of shoes were Jordans and whatnot. So no, we've got a real mix of people. And if you do want to get involved, just just let us know because we're always looking for people to uh, to come on the show or to you know to run our Facebook page or to help out with a Twitter or to contribute blog posts. I mean what have we got now 11 five star iTunes reviews which is fantastic I mean I've done podcasts before I did a video game podcast called the epic fail gaming podcast I did that for nearly three years and um, we only ever got 25 iTunes reviews I think so we're nearly halfway there we've only been going for you know solidly for dare I say four months but we did start back in July (laughs) but um, we had work and other commitments to sort out but now we've got a weekly thing going on obviously Frank's come in to sort of help take over the range, really, which is awesome because it's not so, you know, me and Andy heavy now. Mm. But um, it's good. I think we'll be able to get shows out regularly. Hopefully every few days. Yeah, just just let us know, guys, if you really want to get involved. Obviously, we're getting a lot more coverage now. I think we mentioned Damian Lillard, Rookie of the Year, (laughs) follows us on Twitter. Um, The Guardian Sports now follows us, their US sports section. So we've got that, you know, they're helping out by retweeting stuff. So if you have come over and you've, you know, you've seen a tweet from them and you're listening because of that, we we thank you. And um, yeah, just get involved with everything. The playoffs are a fantastic time of the year for an NBA fan. So hopefully um, Sky Sports will do it justice. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with the. uh, Cross cross my fingers. um, They've got, uh, or they just got the Sunday doubleheader again or. I'm guessing so, which is why League Pass is the best thing in the world this time of year. Uh, Make sure you've got your League Pass people. And um, I think that's a good place to uh, call it a night. And uh, we will hope for a very, <laughs> very good start to the playoffs on Saturday. Obviously, we've got that massive New York-Boston game to watch out for at 7.30, I think it is. We've got a blog post going up. should be tomorrow. I think I've got everyone's... I should be able to put it together tonight, put it up tomorrow. So look out for that. It'll be on the Twitter. And remember, guys, NBA in the UK, it's getting bigger. And we will be there every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. The NBA playoffs is something that you dream about. You hear people... No matter where they are, talking about that moment. If you don't get the chills as soon as you step foot on that court, then you got a problem. Everybody's goal in the NBA is to win the championship. You can feel it. You can see it coming. Energy in the building. The intensity is higher. Sacrifice. Focus. If you don't have heart, then you don't have a chance. It's It's a rip. And you can feel it. You can feel the energy. That's pure beauty.
is just pure energy. And it's, it's tough to really figure out how to make that happen. And when that happens, it's amazing.